Amen. Good morning. Everybody got faster, Barrett, and they listened to what you were saying. Bam. They had quick response time. Good. Y'all are really quiet now, see? Huh? Yeah. We got to liven this bunch up or something. Gee whiz. Come on, liven up. All right, so here, are you here this morning just to make yourself feel good for being here? Or are you here to change? Yeah, we're here to change. We're here to receive from the Lord so we can be better, so that we can help other people be better, that they can receive the love of God, right? So we have a purpose this morning. We have a goal. We have a place that we're going. So let's receive. Let's get an expectation right now and say, Lord, we're about to receive something. And there's a word, you know, uh, Barrett got this word from the Lord, and it said, if you keep me first, If you keep your focus on me, Boomerang will see my promised land. Now, that's not just talking about the building and the church. It's talking about individuals. If you'll keep your focus on God, you will see his promised land. Do you know what that means? Do you know what that promised land means? That means that the answers that you need are answered. They are manifested. The promised land was the manifestation or the answers coming in the flesh, coming in reality. How many people got questions right now that you need answered in your life? How many people have problems that you need solved? Well, that's what that's talking about. It's saying that the problems will be solved, that the answers will come. It won't be theory, it will be real. When it says promised land, it's talking about a physical manifestation of the love of God. Now, that's pretty exciting, isn't it? Amen. If you keep me first, if you keep your focus on God, he says, Boomerang will see my promised land. I will take you to the places you desire to go. Now, I don't know about you, but you might need to write that down or may need to go back and listen to this and just say, meditate on that. When God gives you a word and it's a timely word, I don't know what your promised land needs to be right now, but that's the answer for it. Let's keep our focus on him. Let's keep him first. Let, let's, let's go after him with everything we have, and we will find what we're looking for. Amen? Amen. Good stuff. Well, there's uh, today is the fifth Sunday, and uh, each fifth Sunday, anything that we take up an offering that's checked uh, on that as offering, uh, we give that to another ministry and sow into that ministry because we're not the only one. We're not the only body of Christ. And uh, so today's that day, and we get the honor of doing that. It's something the Lord told us to do a while back. We get to remember not just praying up for somebody each week, but we get to remember in our pocketbook, we're not the only church in town. We're not the only church in this county. We're not the only part of the body, and it really helps keep our focus. And I hope you're focused. Have you noticed over the last few months that your focus has been not just on Boomerang alone, but on the full body of Christ? It's very healthy to do that, you know. What if, what if I was really, you know, I just really liked my thumb and I took care of my thumb and it was so awesome. I just always, I just, I pampered my thumb, you know, but then I never, I never did anything with my feet. I never cleaned them. I never washed them. I never honored them. I never paid. Well, it, it wouldn't take long before they started being rank and nasty and, and would I have esteem, would I esteem them? But you know what, in, in, the, uh, in many wars, 
one of the biggest problems was soldiers not taking care of their feet. That was one of the biggest problems that they could have because if they can't stand, they can't fight. Well, there's other parts of your body, and God says this, there's not one of them that's not important. And our job is to honor and esteem, and that's what we do every week when we remember another church besides us. And when we get a fifth Sunday and we get to sow into them and honor them, we're washing them up, we're cleaning them, we're, we're sowing love into them so that we can be healthy in full instead of just healthy in one spot. Amen? We don't want to just be healthy here. We need the body of Christ healthy everywhere it is. And we do that by esteeming it and loving it and making a choice, being intentional, purposing ourselves to love on other portions of the body. So each week uh, we also pray. This week we wanted to pray for uh, what I was praying for, the Lord led me to, was Growing Family Church. And Pastor Larry and Glenda Wilkins, they are uh, sweet uh, precious to us matter of fact just this morning he sent me a message he said man have fun today and uh, he doesn't do that all the time but he sent me one this morning let's just lift them up let's just plead the blood of Jesus on them will you agree with me so father right now we just come together as the body of boomerang as the family and we are agreeing together for growing family church lord let your blessing be on them let your blessing manifest in their lives, Lord, at the church, in their individual lives. Lord, let your wisdom be poured out on their leadership. Lord, let the hearts of people yearn to do what you would have them do. Not just sit back, not just be users of your system, but Lord, let them yearn to honor you by giving them the opportunity to serve and letting them grow in that area, Lord. Let their hearts yearn to be doers of your word and not just hearers only. Father, we just lift up Pastor Larry and Glenda. They are so precious and we love them so much. Lord, we just ask for your blessing to be on them in mighty ways, in every way, and on their family. And we just praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, there's a, um, we started last week with Spiritual Fitness 101, and uh, woohoo, there's our guys, all right, yeah, and sometimes, you know, I have felt like both of those guys um, in my spiritual life, and we need to get to the place where we really don't look like either one of them, but it looks like they're trying hard, doesn't it? And a lot of times we'll be, you know, we think we're strong and we're really not, and we think that we're active and we're really not. We need to have a balance of spiritual health. And we went over it uh, last week. We went into uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7 and 8. And uh, we also had a quote from uh, John Kennedy. John Kennedy said this. He said, physical fitness is not only one of the most important keys to a healthy body. It is the basis or the foundation of dynamic and creative intellectual activity now we then took that to the bible because what he's saying is when we're healthy in our bodies we're going to be healthy all over it's important it's a basis it's a foundation i believe that quote to be true but it the same thing applies in our spirit and so we went to the word here in first timothy chapter four and it says this don't waste time arguing over godless ideas or old wives' tales. Instead, 
Train yourselves to be godly. This is a command. Train yourselves to be godly. Now, do we have the option to say, nah, not going to do that. Do we have the option to say, I'm not going to train myself to be godly? Well, you have it, but it's not a smart one. This is God telling you, let me, let me tell you this. Train yourself to be godly. All right? It says physical training is good. Now, this is what John Kennedy was talking about. Physical training, it is good. But training for godliness, but training for godliness is much better. Not just better, much better. Promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. So when we get into spiritual fitness, not only does it benefit us here, but it also benefits us in the life to come. Which is better, that I go to the gym every day and work out, or that I actually go to the Word and go to God and start working out spiritually? Which one's better? When I go to God. It says it's much better. Now, I'm not giving you a pass on working out physically. Don't, don't, don't take it to that place. We need to work out physically too. We need, it's important. It's a, it's a godly thing. Matter of fact, I was talking to somebody this week. And I've, I've noticed this. That when somebody really starts growing in uh, the word and growing in God. They will start to actually grow in nutrition and exercise and everything as well. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's going to be placing that in their heart. Why? Because the Holy Spirit doesn't want to raise you up and teach you and dump into you all the stuff about God, and then you get up to 70 or 80 and you're out of here. <laughs> You've got all this stuff that you could help somebody with, and now all of a sudden you're gone because you didn't take care of yourself, because you, you weren't wise with your nutrition and exercise. Well, God doesn't want that, and I've noticed that when somebody starts allowing character to affect their spiritual life, character is going to touch their physical life as well, because it's hard to separate the two. In other words, when I start growing up spiritually, I'm going to start growing up physically as well. It's just a part of the process. But God says this. He says that godly training is much better. We talked about that physical fitness has three basic ingredients. We've got nutrition, exercise, and then rest. Nutrition, exercise, and rest, all right? Now, we have to put in the right things. We have to eat the right things. We have to actually go exercise and do something. And then we have to give time for our body to recover. What happens if we don't have one of those things? What happens if we leave one out? I told the story last week because we talked about nutrition last week. I had a friend, and man, he worked out all the time. It looked like he was one of the most healthy people alive. He was about 40 years old and had a major heart attack. And the reason was because when he ate, he ate everything. He ate anything. He had good exercise, but no nutrition. And he almost, it almost killed him at a very young age because he wasn't putting the right things into his body. And so here's the same thing in the spirit. We can go and be doing stuff, but if we don't have the right nutrition and the right stuff going in, we're not going to be healthy. We can look like we're doing a lot of good stuff, but we're really not. We're, as a matter of fact, there's a lot of times where you'll see somebody and they're up and they're preaching and they're preaching stuff. 
You know, almost a lot of times I see people and they're preaching angry. They're preaching, preaching. God, God comes from a heart of love. And so a lot of times, why are they in that place? Because they really don't know God the way that he really is. And so that'll come across. And But when they get to know God because they've been eating the right things and putting the right things in, all of a sudden they have, when they actually go out and exercise and do those things, it has an effect. And it changes lives. And it does it in a godly way instead of doing it in a worldly way. Amen? Amen. So we talked about what if you don't have nutrition? What if you don't have exercise? Well, what if I ate all the right things but I never actually got up and went to the gym? What if, would I be, you know, the truth of the matter is if I never went and exercised or never put any resistance to those muscles, what's going to happen to the muscles? They'll be there, but they'll be very, very small and flabby, right? We don't want flab. We want, we want strength. We want strong. All right, what kind of weight could I lift if I was eating all the right things and resting but never exercising? Could, could I actually work and, and bear a lot of weight? You know, part of our call into this world is to bear the burdens of others. How much of a load could I handle? Not very much. Why? Because I never did anything with what I was putting in. What if, what if I didn't have rest? Well, I would eat right and I would exercise, but what if I did that all the time? I would wear out. Well, it's the same thing as if I didn't eat right. I'm, I'm going to end up wearing out and going home to heaven at a very early age with a lot of potential that got buried with me. Without rest, we wear out. We've got to have uh, a maintainability. We've got to be able to maintain the power and the strength that we're, that we're uh, going about. We have to be able to maintain that. We, we can't just go out there and be a flash in the pan and do something really good for five years. God wants us to do something really good for 120 years. He wants us to do something really good for a long period of time. So we, last week we looked at nutrition. Nutrition, we said, was this, a heart of thankfulness. We, we said that thankfulness is in all of this. When you look at spiritual fitness, you're going to see thankfulness as a thread that goes through everything. I, I said it like this, thankfulness, there's some nutrients that you can eat and they'll help you absorb all the other vitamins and minerals. But thankfulness is like that because it's really hard to get into a hardened heart. But it's hard to have a hardened heart and thankfulness in the same place. So when you decide, I'm going to be thankful no matter what I see, no matter what I feel, all of a sudden the hardened heart falls off and God can enter into your life. Thankfulness is such a huge key to our nutrition. We said also in nutrition is the word and prayer and worship. And in a part of nutrition is the body of Christ, being around them, being a part of it. That's a part of the body. You know, imagine this. Imagine that a thumb, we'll go back to the thumb, let's say that that thumb was cut off and set on the table, right? How, how much nutrition can that thumb receive apart from the body? Zero, right? What happens to it? It shrivels up and basically dies. 
Why? Because it's cut off from the body. Your body is a part of the nutrition system. Your body, these believers together with you, they are a part and they are there to lift you up, to bring nutrition to you, to help you be who God's called you to be. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25. Hebrews chapter 10. Now we're going into spiritual nutrition or spiritual uh, um, fitness 101. The first part was nutrition. Now we're moving into exercise. I always have the, the vision in my head of a guy that ate all the right stuff, but he never goes to the gym. He's sitting on the couch. He's putting in all the best stuff and all the good stuff, but he never goes and does anything, right? And, and I'll tell you, that picture is probably the best picture that I know of for the majority of the American church. You know why? Because every week they come in, they eat, they got good preaching. There's some great preachers in America today. They come in, they eat, but then the rest of the week they don't do anything. They don't put any of it into action. And maybe, maybe they come in and they actually change themselves, but they don't actually take that and pass it to somebody else. They are not doers of the word. And so all they're doing is they're getting fed, fed, fed. Their knowledge is rising, rising, rising but it doesn't do them any good. You know what that is? You know what that trap is? How many people ever thought that I would never fall or, or you'd want to think that I would never fall for the same trap that Adam and Eve fell with for? If I was there, I wouldn't be. Well, guess what they did? Guess what trap they fell for? They fell for knowledge. I want to be like God. I want to know what he knows. The devil said, if you'll eat this, you'll be like God. You'll know the difference between good and evil. It was knowledge. It was the tree of knowledge. And yet the church every week comes in and all they do is eat knowledge. But then they don't have any output. And they end up just being the guy on the couch that never goes and exercise. Spiritual fitness demands that you put into practice what you're learning. It's a part of doing it this is the exercise part i just wrote this down it's in the doing it's in the doing hebrews 10 24 and 25 let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works let us think to motivate one another to acts to action to doing something this is a part of the body that we're missing because every single week I, we should be in here motivating one another. You can do it. Priscilla, I know you got this challenge. You can take action and choose the right thing. Jimmy, I know that you, I know that you got all this word in you. You can take that word down to the Bahamas and you can preach to them and help raise up a church. You know, I know you got this information inside of you, Steve. You can take this to your neighbor and teach them how to be healthy in their business or healthy in their finances because God's given you that ability. We are here to motivate one another to the acts of God. You know, Darius, I know you know about the love of God. I know that you can pray for somebody and see the power of God released in them too. I know you can. He had that happen this week. That's why I'm saying that. It was cool, wasn't it? Yeah, amen. 
what was it you said? You said you laid hands on somebody and prayed for them, and what did you feel? Felt that love manifest. Amen. He said you could tell there was a whole other person standing there besides the two of them. Amen. God's real. If we're not out there and we're not doing it, we're not sharing the love that we have inside of us. We should motivate each other to the acts of God. You can do this. You may have this challenge. I know you can stand up in love. I know you can. You, you have this friend and they need help. They're so, they're so down and depressed. You got the answer inside of you. I'm telling you right now, I'm motivating you to share Jesus with them. There's hope in Christ. We can put in all the good stuff every Sunday morning, every Wednesday night, and we can grow and get all of our knowledge way up here. But if you're not doing something with it, you've got no part in exercising of spiritual fitness. And what the end result is, just a fat and nasty church. I don't want to be that. I know you don't want to be that either. Look at this. Hebrews 10, 24. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. If you're not around the body of Christ, can you be motivated and can you motivate others? No. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that is day, the day of his return is drawing near. Now, does that say to, to jump on their nerves and harp on them because they weren't here or they weren't at church no it said it does say encourage one another <laughs> it says encourage them oh it I, I i sure do wish you were there it was so good we would love to have you there that's encouraging well you sure did miss it mm, no. it was good wish you would have been that's not encouragement encourage one another now, sometimes the Lord will have you pick on people. I, he had me do that a couple of weeks ago. I forget what it was, but somebody wasn't here, and it was something they couldn't be here, and I, I think it was Stephen. And uh, you were at in Raleigh, I think, or something. I was like, man, it was the best ever. <laughs> but he knew I was picking, so it was all right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. Was that you that I did that to? Was it? <laughs> Look at it in verse 24 again. It's in the doing. Exercise. It's in the doing. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts. To action. To action. To action. We've got to stop talking about it. It's got to stop being theory. We need action. Matthew 7, 24 through 27 Anyone who listens, this is Jesus talking, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. I want to be wise. <laughs> There's a commercial where the guy's standing by the, by the water cooler and everybody's talking about a taco party and that guy says, I like tacos. Oh, I like being wise. I want to be wise. Everybody's talking about being wise. I want to be wise. I like tacos. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it. And follows it. Is wise. Not just say, not just agree. 
Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. Preach it, preacher. Hallelujah. Amen. I like that. Matter of fact, y'all could do that this morning. I'd be just fine with me. But amen. Hallelujah. But if you're just saying it, if you just, <laughs> that was awesome. Anyway, if you just say it and you're not actually doing something with it, it's not wisdom. It's there so that we can change, so that we can do something. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the, rains come, though the rain comes in torrents and floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the, that house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. Why won't it collapse? Because they're doers, not just hearers. They're taking action. It says, look, the rain and torrents, the floodwaters are pushing on this house. How many people have been in a place in your life, and I mean the rain's coming, and the flood has come, and you just crumble to the ground? Almost everybody, I would say, has had a point where that has happened to them, including me. And, I, and I'm in that moment going, I wish I was not here. Well, there's flood insurance. The flood insurance is this. Hear the word and do it. Because then he says, all that stuff can come. It can try to roll you over. I mean, Jeremy, all the junk can come down at one time and try to roll you over. And it can't do a thing. Because I heard the word and I did it. I have a house that's built, that's spiritually fit. Because I'm exercising the word. I'm wise. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand, when the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Wham! That's my inner Batman coming out. With a mighty crash. Wham! When? When you heard it? When you heard it and you didn't do anything. When you heard it and you didn't do anything with it. You heard the word. Do you know, coming to church, you, are, you got one part down. One part. You're hearing it. If you're going to a church that's preaching the word, you're hearing the word. You got one part. You're, you're, you may be... Maybe you need to eat more at home in the word and prayer and worship. But a lot of people think when they're coming to church, that's what's making them good. Listen, the people that he's talking about that has the wham, the mighty crash, are people that are coming and they're hearing the word. They're the ones he's talking about. The ones that don't have the mighty crash are the ones that come, they let it change them, and their life changes because they're doing what they heard. Just because you're here and hearing it doesn't mean that stuff's going right. How many people have ever been in church and you and like you hadn't been going to church before, but now you are and you're happy and you're you're happy that you're going to church and that is a great thing. How many people you've accepted Christ and you didn't have him all your life and you're very happy, but yet stuff still isn't working. Anybody ever been there besides me? You know what it comes down to? Probably 
There's no doing. There's no changing going on. There's making excuses. Well, I know that, that I know that God said to do this, but I've done it this way all my life. My parents taught me this way. The, you know, my boss says to do it this way, this and that and that and this and whatever, and they end up hearing the word, agreeing with it, yet not doing it. And so what happens is they are, they are prime for a crash. And they don't realize it because they think that they're doing what they need to be doing and they're really not. They're prime for a crash. You ever been walking with somebody and, and you know you got one of those friends and like they kick your foot and, and then it catches behind the other foot and you're prime for it because you were trusting the bad friend. And the devil's just waiting for you. To be like that. He's the one when you're standing there. He'll come and knock your knees out. You know. He's just waiting till you think that you're solid. You think that you're doing good. Because you're hearing the good word. And you're agreeing with. You're even amen and hallelujah. You praise God. You might even have a Holy Ghost shake every now and then. You know. I, I don't know what you're doing. But you think you're alright. And then the devil comes and knocks your feet out. And you trip and you say, how did I get here? And now he says, well, you ought to be mad at God because he let you be in this place. You were doing everything for him. You weren't doing everything for him. You thought you were doing everything for him. You weren't actually letting yourself change and actually changing your life. And so you have one of those wham moments. You have one of those mighty crashes. And then the... You know, the devil's such a rotten scoundrel, then he tries to get you to turn your faults and blame it on God. And it works. And you know why it works? Because we let it work, because we don't really know this word, and we haven't really applied it. Listen to this. I'm, I'm not going to preach to you anymore on doing. I'm going to let the scripture do it. I'm just going to roll through these scriptures fast. They're in the notes. James 4.17. Remember... It is a sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. Ow. See, I told you I didn't have to preach. 2 Timothy, moving on. Let me move quickly because that one hurt. 2 Timothy 3.17. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Ephesians 2.10 for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. Why did he do that? So that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Titus 2.14. He gave his life to free us from every kind of sin. To cleanse us and to make us his very own people. Totally committed to doing good deeds. He, he did all that stuff so that we would get to the place that we would be totally committed to doing his stuff. If we're not doing his stuff, then what he didn't see his plan fulfilled in you. And it was your choice. Totally committed. Look at that. He wanted, he did all this. He gave his life. To free us from every kind of sin. He gave his life to cleanse us. He gave his life to make us his own people. He gave his life so that we would be totally committed to doing. 
Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes I am a decent doer of the word, but am I always totally committed to it? In other words, am I trying to harp on you and kick you while you're down? No, I'm not trying to do that. Is there a place that we can grow to that's well beyond where we're at now? And when we get to that place, what's the result of being totally committed to the doing of God? Good deeds come out not only for you and your family, but for your friends and acquaintances and for the world. And let me tell you, all of them, including yourself, need the good deeds of God all the time. How many people have something right now that you need answered, that you need a real thing? And what does it come back down to? It comes back down to the church exercising and being spiritually fit. These are some of the basics of Christianity. James 1.22 But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. I've fooled myself before. I have fooled myself big time. Are you doing good things? Or are you just listening? I'm just hearing it today. Amen, preacher. Hallelujah. I feel Jesus. Are you just doing it and agreeing with it? I mean, are you just listening and agreeing with it? Or are you actually in the process of changing and doing? We've got to be doers of the word we must be doers of the word not just hearers only Luke eleven twenty eight. Jesus replied but even more blessed how many want to be in that category how many people want to be more blessed I want to be blessed and more blessed I, let's commit to it now let's I know that you threw your hand up for a second. How many people want to be not only blessed, but more blessed in your life? Hold it up and keep it there. And this commitment, this is doing. I want to be blessed, and I want to be more blessed. I want, I, I, Seth's like, yeah, me. I want to be blessed and more blessed. You see, it takes action. This is why I ask you to hold your hand up. Because it's not just, i got to be willing to hold my hand up. i got to be willing to do something. If holding your hand up in church is the smallest thing that you can do to be a doer, then let's start today. My goodness, if, if these are the people that love you, that want you, that desire the best for you, at least we can hold up our hands in front of them and say, man, yeah, I'll take more blessed all day long. What if taking being blessed only took you raising your hand? What if being more blessed only took us just doing what God asked us to do? It's really that simple. When we see the activities outside of the church as being the same as just being obedient to raise our hand, okay, Lord, you want me to do what? All right, cool. Oh, you want me to go over here and talk to the... Okay, cool. You want me to give to this... Oh, okay, too. Cool. You want, me to, you want me to tell somebody about Jesus? Okay, cool. Good. If we just made our decisions that simple to be a doer, all of a sudden we walk into the blessings of God. And you know what else? We got the blessings that we're handing out to the people that were around as well. And they need it. They need it. 
Have you ever seen somebody in your life and you just think that they're a pretty godly person, right? And then all of a sudden you come up to a decision and the Holy Spirit goes, how would they do this? How would they do that maybe? How would, how would, do you think they would, I see them doing right and making the right decisions. I wonder what they would do right now. The Holy Spirit will bring those, you know why? Because when you make the right decisions in your life, you're inspiring other people even when you don't realize it. You're helping other people make the right decision. Every right choice in God, every doing, every action that you take in your life, it's helping to establish and encourage one another to action. Now see, if we were all doing this the way that we should be doing it, how easy would it be for us to do that? Now watch, just when I asked you a few minutes ago, I said, raise your hand if you want to be more blessed, right? And then a couple of people did it, right? And a couple more people did it. Oh, when everybody did it, was it easier for you to raise your hand then, right? Well, what if we're all doers of the word? You see, there's this psychology that the devil plays on a lot. It's like, I, he, he, this is totally wrong psychology, but we can use it to our benefit. But there's a fleshly psychology that says this, if everybody's doing it, there must be something okay with it that's safe to go and be there. Well, that's totally wrong. Just because everybody's doing it doesn't mean it's safe at all. A lot of times it means it's the wrong thing to do. But it's still there in people. You know, Maybe it's grown out of you, but they're still in a lot of the world. And so when we see each other, let's say that everybody in this section is not doing yet. But they look over here and, and they see this section. They're not doing yet either. But they look over here and this section is doers of the word. Well, let's say that everybody in that section looks over there and says, well, they're all doing the things of God. Maybe it makes it easier for them to do the things of God. And then before you know it, now this section's doing the will of God and this section's doing the will of God. And how much easier does it make it for this section? Because they're seeing other people do those things and be successful in the acts of God. And then when all, the, all of us are doing what we're supposed to, the world can look on and say, they got something going on over there. You know, they look healthy. They're, they're putting in good morals. They're putting in good things. Their lives are being blessed. New jobs are popping up here and there. People are being healed. Cancer's falling off of people. And, and look at them. They're happy. I may put a smile on my face, but inside I don't feel happy. They're joyful. I see them when trouble comes up, and yet they have a peace in the middle of the trouble that passes understanding. I don't understand that, but I can tell you this. I need that. And then they see a whole group of people that are doing the things of God, and they say, maybe I can do those things too. And it helps and it encourages. They look at you and they may not understand. They might not can define it. But what they see is they see a picture of spiritual fitness. A, a picture of spiritual health. And inside of them their spirit saying I need that. I want that. And because they're doing it. 
Maybe, maybe it's okay to do that, even though the rest of the world's not doing it. Maybe it's okay. And so now, your spiritual fitness, your spiritual health, has not just brought you and made you feel better, made you more blessed, but now it's helping others to be more blessed too because you made choices. And maybe it wasn't a choice right in front of them, but your life manifests those choices, manifests the love of God because you decided to exercise what you were taking in. You decide to exercise and do something with the love that God's given you instead of just hearing it, saying amen, but not doing anything with it. This verse, Luke eleven twenty eight. but Jesus replied, but even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. You're not just blessed, you're even more blessed when you hear it and you put it into practice. It's in the doing. Our exercise, our spiritual fitness, nutrition, exercise, and rest, our spiritual fitness, one of the big, big keys is that we actually do this thing. The, the nutrition, the rest, it's all so that we can keep on doing, so that we can do, so that we can do, so that we can act. So that we can be who God's called us to be and not just talk about it. So that we can do and do and do and do every good deed that he's called us to. You know what that means? That means not just coming to church on Sunday. You know what that means? That means there's somebody, somebody is the one to you. If you hadn't seen that message, it's a few weeks back, you can go watch it. Somebody is your one. It means that I'm, I'm praying for them when the Holy Spirit brings it up. It means that when I see them and the Holy Spirit says to invite them to church, I invite them. I don't put that off. Oh, they think I'm going to be a weirdo if I invite them to church. Oh, I don't want to do that. You know, that's what the devil tries to tell you to do. I feel so weird inviting them. They're going to think I'm a freak. They're going to think I'm going to be so weird. You know, and you get all under pressure like the devil's going to ask you to do that. Is this you, God, asking for me to invite them to church? I don't know. Is this you? Is this you? Duh. Who else is going to ask you to invite them to church? But it comes to doing it. You know, the devil tries to put all that pressure and make you so uncomfortable. And at some point, you got to say, I'm tired of not being blessed. I'm tired of being weak and when the floods come, getting knocked down. I'm tired of being this way because I'm hearing it. I believe it. I agree with it. But I'm just not doing it. And at, at the very most, I'm not totally committed, like that one verse said, totally committing, committed to taking action on the things of God. I've got to get to the place where I'm totally committed so that when God even gives me the hint of something to do, I'm like, I'm there. I'm there. He said, go left. Oh, okay, yes. You're just waiting. You're like, how high? Jump. And you're just ready. You're, you're, you're primed and ready to go at the least hint of the Holy Spirit's leading. Because you've already made the decision, I'm totally committed to doing whatever God asked me to do. God can take that person and he can do. You know who those people end up being? 
the people that actually make those kind of decisions, they end up being the people that you hear great stories about. And are they something special? Or are they normal and we're that far below? They're normal. They're just doing what God asked them to do and they're willing to do it because they're totally committed to doing those things. That's what God would say is normal. Not us sitting back going, look at that guy, step out there on that limb, trust in God, watch him fall on his face. Well, he may fall on his face a whole bunch of times before he gets it down pat, but eventually he's going to get it down pat because God will not leave him alone. He will find the place of even more blessed because he puts into practice the things that God has for him. And then he will we'll look at him and go, well, he's just special. He's not special. He's normal. You're just not moving in normal. Or I'm just not moving in it. We need to move in it. We need to be doers of the word. We need to move in God's normal. Now, I don't know about you. I just, I really feel like we should pray today. And lift up. Who has just a prayer request today? You're, you're dealing with something. You're struggling with something. You've got something going on. And you just need the power of God. If that's you, just come on up come up right now be a doer God God's given you an answer if you'll move come on up let's just pray amen amen just in, who else here face me that's you who else who else just need I Brian I've been hurting in my body I there's a family member I've been praying for I just need I need answers I need answers I need something fixed. Something's not right, and I need the answer. Amen. Lord, today, if you, in the middle of this, you go, you know what, I need to be up there too. You just come on anytime. You just come right on. Don't, don't hesitate. But I believe God's going to move today. He's going to be the answer that he promised to be. He's going to be the promised land that he promised. He's going to be the manifestation, the reality. Father, today we just, we just lift, Lord, we just thank you for a heart that says, Lord, I need you. In a society that's told us, don't step out, don't be, don't be an individual, don't step out of the crowd. Lord, it's made it even harder for people to step out of the crowd. And yet, you got some folks here this morning that say, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Lord, I just thank you for honoring. I thank you in advance for honoring their commitment to step out and do what you're calling them to do. You realize this is just as much a part of the message as being able to to be the hands and feet of God out on the street. It's just as much a part of the message because right now, in the heart of the folks that are up here, the Holy Spirit said, go. And they said, I'll be a doer. If you feel like you need to come, come on up. Maybe the Holy Spirit right now is telling you, you need prayer and you know you need prayer. Get your body up there. You need healing. You need You need the power of God. Get your body up there. 
and just be a doer. It's just as much for when you need something as when for when somebody else needs something. You just have to be, Lord, if you're calling me, I'm moving. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your power. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you, Father. Lord, you know every need up here. And I just ask that your anointing that breaks every yoke would free them in every way. Father, thank you for your power and your mercy. Play that ocean song really lightly. Lord, thank you for your power and your mercy. Lord, thank you for your anointing and your healing touch in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your power and your anointing. Thank you, Lord. Healing be in Jesus' name. Healing be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just thank you right now for every yoke to be broken in Jesus' name. For every bondage, every chain to break free and break off. Lord, I thank you for freedom being stepped into for real. The realness of your freedom, Father. Thank you for your power and your anointing to set the captive free from everything. Lord, there's a freedom you want him to run into that he hasn't even dreamt of yet. He's dreamt of pieces, but he's only seen the edge of what you have for him. He's only seen the edge of what you have for him. And the edge is great, but there's more. There's more. There's more. Amen. There's more. Freedom. Thank you, Father. Lord, we just thank you for this family in you. A family in Christ. Let it be known as a family in Christ. Let it be known as a rock. As, as, a, as a stronghold for Jesus. Let this family be a rock for you. In ways that only you can imagine in heaven, Lord. There's pieces that our brain doesn't even go to. But your imagination is so great and so powerful. Let your freedom be in this home. Let this family be strong, Lord. Strong in the Lord and the power of your might. Let it stand, Lord, as a standard, as a banner of the freedom and the power and the strength of God. Freedom and strength be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for igniting a fire, the fire of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for igniting the fire of the Holy Spirit in Seth, Lord. For a hunger and a thirst after your things, after your righteousness. Lord, thank you for a refining fire that burns off the entanglements of the world, Lord. And it sets a purity in motion that only the most beautiful, it's only the place for the most beautiful of treasures of the kingdom of heaven. Lord, I thank you for your fire and your power. Thank you, Lord. For your love. Thank you for your love. For real in his life. Thank you Lord. Lord just thank you. 
for the complete completion of all freedom. Thank you, Lord, for the completion of all freedom, Lord. Thank you for your anointing for freedom and peace and love, Lord. Thank you for the completion of your freedom and peace and love. Thank you, Father. Yeah. Thank you, Father, that your light shines and shows the path, shows the separation between the light and the darkness. It shows the separation between what's right and what's God, between what's wrong and what's God. Excuse me. It shows the separation between what's right and what's wrong. It shows the separation between the devil's ways and the Lord's ways. And, Lord, the strength, the strength in you to be taken to make those decisions and step into everything godly. Father, we praise you for it and we thank you for it, Father. Thank you, Father. Anybody else, if you need to come on up, that's fine. You're not too late. Lord, I just thank you. Lord, thank you for the call. Thank you for the call to run after you. Lord, let the call rise up. Let the call to run after you, to remove all the options but God. Thank you for the call to start burning inside. Thank you for the call, Lord, the call. Thank you for your anointing that breaks every chain and sets the captive free in every way. Thank you, Father, for the call. Thank you, Father, for the call. He's calling. He's tugging on your heart. He's been tugging on it. He's going to make it even stronger. Just give in to it. The sooner you give in to the fullness of what he's calling you to do, the sooner you give in, the easier and the better it will be. The more blessed to do what he's calling you to do. Not just a hear, but a doer. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, I just ask for complete healing. Completeness. Wholeness. Restoration. Big, yeah. Restoration. Big. Restoration. Big. Restoration. Big. Restoration. Big. In Jesus' name. Restoration. Big. Restored to the wholeness, not just of what it has been. Restored to the wholeness of how God sees it. Restored to the wholeness of what God says. Thank you, Father, for restoration in every area. Thank you, Father, for your power and your fullness and your wholeness being released. Thank you for your power and your fullness and your wholeness being released right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I see that same refining fire, refining, burning out the old, coming up to old habits, maybe tripping here and there, but continuously moving towards God, 
You will not give up the race in Jesus' name. You will not give up the fight. You will not turn around. You will not collapse. You may stumble, you may fall, but you will get up and run. And your, your valleys will be higher than the peaks have ever been. A refining fire, refining fire, power and wholeness be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for prayers answered, for hearts' desires being met. Thank you, Lord, for healing that little area that may be a nuisance. Thank you for healing. Lord, we thank you for your anointing that breaks every yoke answers every prayer, sets the captives free. Every prayer of the Spirit of God from the heart of God, every prayer answered, your will done in fullness and in wholeness, your anointing that makes the, the captives run with freedom, that breaks every chain, Lord. We thank you for bodies that are made whole and made well, and we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Lord, we just thank you. Thank you for wisdom. Wisdom be. Wisdom be. Wisdom be. Wisdom be. Wisdom be. You know, so many times in the Word where it talks about the anointing of God, it also talks about that the anointing brings wisdom, and that wisdom will solve the problem. He'll take even a worldly wisdom and put it into effect to bring about the change. He'll show you the answers. He'll show you the way. And as you're obedient to that way, you'll step right out of the storms and into the peace of God. Wisdom of God be in Jesus' name completeness and wholeness in our family and restoration be. Father, thank you for removing the, the sticks and the twigs out of relationships. Thank you for removing all the little thorns here and there and Lord, letting it be a place of peace that passes understanding. I don't know how we got here except for Jesus and his anointing. Wisdom of God be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you. I want more of you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your healing. Thank you for your touch. Thank you, Father. Lord, thank you for solution. Solution B in Brandon's life. Solutions be. Solutions be made whole, be made flesh, be manifest. Solutions be in Jesus' name. Solutions be. That means that they will start to manifest. If it, you need to feel it, you'll start to feel it. If you need to see it, you'll start to see it because they are coming to pass. Solutions be. In Jesus' name. Solutions be. 
thank you, Lord, for a hunger to a hunger and a desire for you like never before. Let the let the kindling of the fire start and the flame start to burn like it never has before. Let the spark start to catch for your hunger and your fire, and we praise you for it. Solutions of God be in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you that we're not just hearers of your word, we're doers of your word. Just like that, Lord, we could have ended the service and go on, but I, your Holy Spirit, I believe so clearly, said, I want to pray for people, and obviously people had some needs. Father, we want to be doers of your word. We want to be led by you and moved by you and watch your power show up, watch your love manifest in the lives of people. Father, we just praise you and we thank you for it. We thank you for your love and your power. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. If you'll bear with me for just a moment, I just I feel like we're not quite done. We're done, but we're not quite done. I just like to just pray blessings on on several people. Just the blessing of God. Father, I just pray for blessings on Grammy. Let your blessing be made manifest in her life. Let your love be poured out in ways that she's never felt you like that before. Let her... Let her experience with you. Let her fellowship with you rise to new heights and new places. And let the draw of the Holy Spirit on her life take her into places that she's never gone before. And let her be strengthened with all might to move in those places, Lord. As her heart has yearned and longed for something real, let the real begin in Jesus' name. Let the normal of heaven be in her life. And we praise you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the normal, your normal, which is a lot of times what we call supernatural, but let it be real in her life in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, I just thank you. I just ask you for a renewal in Jeremy. A renewal of your kind of life. A renewal of the heart of God that's so pure and so perfect. It burns inside of him. A heart for you, Lord. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you for your anointing and a renewal of who he is to you. Lord, I thank you for that renewed life in every way. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for newness of life. The life's there. It's always been there. But thank you, Lord, for multiplying it, magnifying it, and making it fresh in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father.
Lord, I just pray for the healing of God to start to be in Lars. Healing in every way. Let the restoration of her mind, body, soul, the, the continued increase of her spirit be, Lord. Let your anointing start to mend the threads of life inside of her. Let, let places where there's been nicks and tears and snags be straightened out and turned into the masterpiece and the beauty of God, Father. We thank you for that. I thank you for what you have for her, for what you have planned for her, and your anointing that breaks every yoke in every area and every circumstance. In Jesus' name, amen. Blessing of God be. Amen. Amen. Let's be the kind of people that are not just eating well, but we're doing the things of God as well. That the power of God is seen in our lives and, and magnified so that God can receive the glory because we are moved and encourage each other to the actions of God. And we are moved and encouraged to do the things of God. Not just listen. And when the floods come and the waves and the, and the, and the torrents come, we're not knocked over. We're not, we're not seen as a mighty crash. We're seen as the house that stood because God is in it. Lord, let us be doers of your word. And we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have a great week.